Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day you're in. Sure do appreciate you joining me, giving me a little bit of your time. We'll try and use it wisely. Hope that y'all are recovering. Bad as that is to say, from the, all the craziness, and maybe, maybe before you head off back to work or school, you get a little bit of rest and peace. Probably. One of the things that we're supposed to get out of this season, considering we're celebrating the birth of the Prince of Peace. I just, I can't help again, folks. (laughs) I just, I don't, I don't understand. The people that want to celebrate Christmas, but not Christ. Some of us do it out of omission. Uh, based on ignorance, some of us do it purposefully with some kind of malevolent intent, and some of us do it just out of lackadaisicalness or lukewarm attitude. But you can't truly celebrate Christmas, understand Christmas. Have Christmas in your heart without Christ. It's an impossibility. Otherwise, it just becomes a party, an excuse for extravagance, which our founders were concerned about, which is why they did not make Christmas a national holiday, why our nation didn't for quite a while. They were concerned, especially before we were even a nation, those that came over from Europe were very concerned about what Christmas had turned into, the opulence, the extravagance, and maybe they don't don't let anybody dissuade you or try and trick you or lie to you, folks. It, It wasn't that they didn't celebrate Christmas the way we do today because they didn't revere Jesus Christ, quite the opposite. They revered him so much as the Son of God that they couldn't stand the idea of the celebration of his birth being turned into an excuse to merely eat and drink and spend money. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you, Father, and your Son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the time to record this podcast and the people that listen to it. Thank you for your love, your mercy, your grace, your forgiveness. Be with the the people that listen. Be with their families. Guide us and protect us. Help us truly to seek you first, your righteousness, your kingdom, 
each day. Give us the, the willpower, the persistence, the perseverance to get up each morning and get our priorities in line, starting with you. To build our lives around you and not try and cram you in at the very end when we can find your effort or are so bored with other things that we turn to you. Guide my words here, Father, and guide our nation back to you. In your son's name we pray. Amen. So we're going to get back into this statement by FDR on the 400th anniversary of the printing of the English Bible and kind of go back and talk about a few things. We read through it on the previous podcast and it's pretty phenomenal. I think those of y'all that listened to it yesterday or the day before, whenever it was, would agree most of y'all would. The statements are pretty astounding for a number of reasons. One of which, not the least of which, is the fact that FDR was a member of the Democratic Party. And one of the things that this really illustrates to me uh, that's so clear today is you know, despite our political differences, and this was really about the time it was changing, 1930s, the 40s, it really, especially with the 47 decision of the Supreme Court about separation of church and state. And it's always been there, folks. It's always been a fight. It's the same fight on the surface we see. We see on the surface politically, societally, the deeper fight, right? The, the spiritual battle between good and evil. But what it does show us is, is there was a time, a century ago, I guess, there have been times throughout our country's history where we shared the same core values regardless of our political leanings. We had faith in God and Jesus Christ. Not, folks, not Allah, Allah, not Buddha, not Hinduism, Mother Natureism, not some random deism like you hear so many supposedly intellectual learned people talk about today. But the core values, the principles of Christ, and we talk about it on this podcast repetitively, and FDR is going to talk about it here, but it's just interesting. We used to share these values, and we don't anymore today, and it, it really is ripping us apart. So I'm going to go through and just read some sentences and paragraphs here and there. For that day, October 4th, 1535, when Miles Coverdale, an Augustian friar, later the Bishop of Exeter, produced this book in the common vernacular, we trace not only a measurable increase in the cultural value and influence of this greatest of books, but a quickening in the widespread dissemination of those moral and spiritual precepts that have so greatly affected the progress of Christian civilization. Western civilization, Christian 
civilization. America leading that path for the last few centuries, at least last couple, or one and a half, depending on who you talk to. All of the progress that you want to talk about, human rights, right? The uh, just basically any the standard of living, uh, the bill of everything that goes back to our bill of rights, all of this was produced by people that were looking to the Bible. That's where those principles came from. Those moral, spiritual precepts have guided the positive progress, really. And, and I shouldn't even use to really use positive because true progress can only go in the right direction, in the positive direction. And so all of this goes back, FDR saying, to what? To the Bible. And cattle in the background, if you can hear them, that are not impressed that I just walked by and didn't bring any food. There's a reason that the left has kicked the Bible out of schools. And no, it doesn't have anything to do with trying to be with the First Amendment and them trying to adhere to it, which I don't understand the First Amendment to begin with. And we've talked about that a number of times on the podcast. The reason that the left has worked so diligently for so many decades to kick God and Jesus Christ out of schools is because if they can cause a break there in that next generation, then they can take us toward socialism, communism, fascism, Nazism, leftism. And you see, you can see it just throughout history, folks. Every time you take God's word away from people as a whole, you retrograde. You go back. It would be difficult to appraise the far-reaching influence of this work and subsequent translations upon the speech, literature, moral and religious character of our people and their institutions. It has done much to refine and enrich our language. To it may be traced the richest and best we have in our literature. Poetry, prose, painting, music, and oratory have had in it their guide and inspiration. In it, Lincoln found the rounded, euphonious phrases for his Gettysburg Address. Speaking of its place in his life, he says, 
in regard to the great book, I have only to say it is the best gift which God has ever given to man. We can't have free institutions in America today that help promote liberty without God and Jesus Christ. That's why you see less and less freedom in our institutions. Uh, whether you're talking about the medical community, you're talking about law enforcement, military, particularly education, you're going to lose liberty and freedom in each of those institutions without the Bible. And you, and you lose the qualities of literature, poetry, prose, painting, music, oratory. There's a reason that the most phenomenal, longest-lasting works in our civilization have come from Christians or people looking to the Bible for guidance in each of those arts. And so as we've taken, and you don't even have to go that far back, folks. We were watching, <laughs> my girls and I were watching The Sound of Music a week or two ago. And it's a film that obviously has lasted for decades. I think it was made in the early 50s. So it's about 70, almost 80 years now. It's a perennial favorite. Why? Can you talk about the acting? Yes. Can you talk about the singing? Yes. You can talk about a number of issues, but when you look at it, those moral and spiritual precepts of Jesus Christ are inundated in that movie. Were the actors perfect? No. Was the message perfect? In the sense, like, was it, was it completely biblical, biblical in every single facet? I don't know, folks. I haven't gone through and checked it all. But, but the point is, when you, when you have the Bible in music, speech, literature, painting, everything improves. And when you take it away, and you can, Lord, you can see it today in our society. Everything gets worse. And that's the same for our institutions. One cannot study the story of the rise and development of the men and women who have been and continue to be the pathfinders and benefactors of our people and not recognize the outstanding place the Bible has occupied as the guide and inspiration of their thought and practice. Apart from their professed allegiance to any particular form of Christian doctrine or creedal expression of faith, they have found in it that which has shaped their course and determined their action. Look where we will, even in periods that have been marked by apostasy and doubt. Still men have found here in these sacred pages that which has refreshed and encouraged them as they prosecuted their pilgrimage and sought for higher levels of thinking and living. We talked about this briefly 
in the last podcast, last few minutes of it. But if you want to make yourself a better person, if you want to think at a higher level, if you want to live at a higher level moral, morally, spiritually, your character, you want to have a better understanding of great literature, music, whatever it is, read the Bible. You can make different arguments for different versions of the Bible, but read the Bible. I threw a little plug in there the other day. If, if you don't know where else to start, especially if you're not a professing Christian, start with Proverbs. It's a great place to start. Read a chapter a day. There's 31 of them, which is shocking, right, that it matches up to the numbers of days in the month. But this comment by FDR, you know, he knew. So many of our leaders, they knew the place the Bible had occupied for these great men and women. Not just politically, but in business, in journalism, in education. You go back and you look at these people, and I wish I had the kind of brain folks that I could just rattle off these quotes that are knocking around in the back of my head and names and dates, but I don't. I don't have that kind of retention. One of them I remember off the top of my head is Horace Greeley talking about that it was impossible to enslave a Bible-reading people, right? And that goes back to why the left has pushed so hard to get rid of the Bible. Why do you think there's such a push today for phones and social media, Instagram, TikTok, Reels? Why do you think there's such a huge push for Amazon and Hulu and, and all of these entertainment streaming services. Why do you think there's such a push away from God and the Bible and church? Because we're easier to control. We're, we're honestly, folks, we're dumber. And not just in the sense of of less intelligent, but dumber in the sense of closer to animals. We're easier to manipulate. We're easier to trick into poor decisions. Whether that's in our personal lives or the way we vote, the decisions we make in our professional life. And and there's so many others that go along with this. Oh, Lord, Washington Carver, the peanut scientist, talked about how overwhelmingly influential the Bible was in his career. Uh, And there's just so many others. The Morris, the man that came up with Morris Code, talked about how influential the Bible was in his professional career, not just his not just his personal life. And, and FDR's laying this out here, folks. You know, he's talking about these great the what does he say, the pathfinders and benefactors of our people. You know, if you want to be and this seems to be such a, a common theme today, especially amongst our younger people. If you really want to be a radical, you really want to be a rebel, 
you want to stand out and be recognized today in society, follow Jesus Christ. Dyeing your hair, any types of piercings, tattoos, following the most leftist, you know, pretending that you're that you're a woman when you're a man or vice versa. None of that stuff is going to make you stand out in society. But following Jesus Christ today absolutely will. And it'll be really hard, folks. People will attack you for it. You ought to hear some of the things that I hear just from this very small podcast. God be with y'all. Bless your families, your marriages, you. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.